Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. You know, our priorities and the church has not made um, God a priority. Um, not a priority in the family or anything else, but then we wonder why, you know, everything's going around with the wheels about to fall off. You got it? And it's, and it's because, you know, we've gotten, you know, we've gotten things um, out of order. Now, when, when, when this is going on, one of the things you have to understand is, um, I think when, you know, chaos is going on uh, within the family, I think is, you know, one of the main culprits is either a lack of knowledge or the rejection of knowledge. You know, um, I'm under the impression that, you know, some folk just don't know how to act. They've never been taught, you know, um, and, 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 and they have to be taught. And some people, you know, have been taught they know what to do, but they just choose not to do it. And in both cases, the Bible um, addresses this in Hosea 4 and 6. It says that my, my people, God said that my people, he didn't say, you know, people that didn't have a covenant with him, but people that, does, that do have a covenant with him. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge or because you have rejected knowledge. So he deals with that in Hosea 46, so 4 and, 4 and 6, where, you know, I could be, encountering a lot of destruction in my life because, number one, I lack knowledge, or number two, I reject the knowledge that I have or the knowledge that somebody is trying to give me. Uh, parallel scripture that would be Isaiah 5 and 13, where it says my people are, have been led into captivity or have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. But, you know, the cause is the same. You got it? That people... Either they don't have knowledge or they either um, reject knowledge. Now, um, my, my purpose in dealing with this um, subject is to really um, give the church some kingdom principles that, if applied, will cause you to ride above anything this earth or this central, central world um, could do to try to come against you. Um, and your family. So what I want to do is this morning is I want to start with probably the foundation of all of it is um, this, this word called love. And, um, and, and, and <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to begin looking at it today, but I know it's going to take, you know, us you know, because we're only doing this once a, once a month, you know, it's going to take some time to go through. But, you know, I mean, where to love it? <laughs> I mean, where to love it? Now, and, 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 this, and, and, and why this is so important, because um, everything in the kingdom of God functions on love. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the foundation, it's the foundation of everything. Um, 
if 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 you if you don't if you don't have love, nothing in the kingdom, nothing in the kingdom will work. And I, now listen, now we talking about the family. I'm not listen. I'm not talking about you know. I ain't even talking about your friends. I'm not talking about your coworkers. Now what what I'm talking about is I'm talking about your family. You know, and and and, and when I'm talking about family. I'm even going to make it smaller than that. I'm going to make it to grandmama, granddaddy, mama, daddy, siblings, children. You know, you know, where, I mean, where, you know, where's the love? And, 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 and we, and, and either, and either people know what love is, you got it, they have knowledge of it, or, you know, and reject it. Or they don't have a clue of what really love is because what we have done in the church is we have allowed the world to define certain terms for us. And you got it, and we've taken their definitions and we've brought it into our lives as a church. And now we try to function in the kingdom of God based off a of world's definition. You got it, and, 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 that, and that does not work. Um, to give you an example of what, I, what I'm talking about, you know, um, you know, uh, people say, you know, use this term, well, falling in love. Well, I fall in love. Well, here's the problem with this. If you fall in love, come on, you can fall out of love. You got it? So, 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 and, and what we've done is we, we, you know, we, we, we've come up with this, this, this saying or this word of falling in love and now People have based this love based off feelings, and 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 when it comes to your feelings, your feelings change all the time. Which means, if I'm feeling one day one way today, that means I feel like the day I feel like I'm in love. But if you catch me three hours later, my feelings have changed, and now because of my feelings, I think that I'm. Not in love. So so I can't so I can't I can't I can't base love uh, me having love or me showing love or what I can't base it on a feeling. And that is not the definition, you know, of love in the Bible because love, you know, and I understand, you know, sometimes we get into too much the agape and the philip 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 or whatever. I, I'm not dealing with all that. You got it. What I want to deal with is I want to deal with the love that God says that we should have for him and each other. That's what that's what that you know, that's what I want to deal with. And that and that love, that love is not a feeling. That love is a choice where 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 you make you 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 listen, you make a decision. You know what? That I'm going to love you. Irregardless of how you respond towards me. It's a decision. It's a decision. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to begin to look at this, you know, just a little bit today. And we'll, and we'll move on um, into it um, over the next couple of months. Um, if you will, go to 1 John. So what we're talking about, if we're talking about that the love God has for us and, and the way, you know, he really expects us to love each other. Um, you know, this, 
this love is unselfish. And it's unconditional in, in nature. A, a love with no strings attached. Now, now, when I say that, a major word um, shows up and it says a love that is unselfish. This is why, you know, love is, is if you want to call it difficult, because most people are selfish. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, no, 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 all of us got a little selfishness in us. Now you sit there, you sit there and say, I ain't self. No, no, all of us. And, 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 and the kind of love that I'm talking about, the kind of love I'm talking about, it can't function, it cannot function in a selfish environment. Which, which what, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to tell you is that the love that God says that we should have and selfishness cannot coexist. It, it, it cannot coexist. If, if, if selfishness is there, love is not there. It, it, you can't have, you can't have. You can't have both of them. Like oil and water, they don't mix. You got it? So if, if, if I'm going to walk in this love that I know that God has called me to have and I know that I have access to because I'm saved, if I'm going to walk in this love, then what I'm going to have to begin to do is I'm going to have to begin to deal with selfishness as it, rela as it relates to me in my life. Well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me talk about me. Let me talk about me. Talk about me and my issues. Um, um, as it relates to this. Uh, take the husband and wife relationship. All right. Um, me and Chris um, are totally different in a lot of ways. And most of y'all, if you're married, you're probably a, a lot different than your spouse. Got it? You, 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 you're probably, and I'm going I'm to I'm explain to you why in a few minutes, but you're probably not the same. Um, for example, um, Chris is a very affectionate person as far as it relates to, you know, touching and feeling and being under you and hugging you and all those kinds of things because she was raised in that kind of environment. I wasn't. So and that ain't no knock on my mom and them. It just, you know, it's just how I was raised. I wasn't raised like that. So when it comes to affection, you don't really get much from me because I'm really not in the face. I, you know, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this in fear. Stay with me. Just stay with me um, because I'm really not an affectionate person. So this is what will, this is what will transpire in our household. Um, I'll be home watching TV or something. Um, Chris will come into the house and she want to get up under me and touch me and all this kind of stuff. And I'm, girl, go on, you know. You know, and then, you know, it starts off like that. But then it, after a while, you know, she, it bothers her that she can't, you know, get any affection. You got it from her husband. You got it. So it'll go from there to now. We got, we got some issues going on in the house. You know, she's saying some stuff, and I'm, hey, you, need to, you need to chill out, you know. And, 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 and now, you know, well, let's say conflict, because we don't argue in my house. You got it? But, you know, stuff ain't right. You know, it could have been the atmosphere could have been great, and everything could have been good. But, you know, now she wanted affection. I was unwilling to give it. 
Now, you know, Houston, we got a problem. All right. Now, what caused it? Let's go. What what caused the conflict? What caused the chaos? If you go to the root cause of what caused the conflict or what caused the chaos, it's one thing. Selfishness. It's listen. It's my unwillingness. Watch this to do something that she needed because I didn't enjoy it. Come on, listen, it, did, it wasn't benefit, no, it wasn't benefit me. So because it doesn't benefit me, you know, I don't want to do it. Which, which, is, which is totally contrary, you got it, to the love that we're supposed to have for each other. You got it? Because love is unselfish. You got it? So, so now, if, 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 if she wants affection, you got it, and that's what she wants from me, but then because, quote, unquote, I don't enjoy it, watch this, I don't do it, so now this is what I tell her, you know, you got to live with it. So now what she has to do is she has to she has to live a life of no affection because I'm selfish. And 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 listen and, and that's and, and that's not God. Now now let's go back to this being married to people that we're different from. You know because I've been I've been I'm telling you I've been thinking about this for over a week or so now, and you know and, and I decide on I think it was Tuesday that I was going to start teaching on family. And, and because one thing, I, st I started seeing this thing raise up over and over and over again. You got it. Not only in the lives of other people, but, 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 but also in my own life. And one thing that I don't like is I don't like a lot of chaos. You got it? I, I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't like it. If you want to be chaotic, then you go somewhere else. You know, I, I like peace. I'm, I'm not afraid of conflict, but, but I like, you know, but I, but, but, I like, but I like peace. So what happens is, and this is what I really believe what happens in a relationship, most of the time we marry people that are different from us. You know, they, the, world, the world says opposites attract or whatever. You know, but, you know, if, 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 if normally one person is impatient, the other person is patient. If one person like doing the other person, because you just, you just marry up. So, so now when I, was, when I was going over this and I, and I was looking at this, Something stuck out to me. And, 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 and this is how it came. It's just basically, you can learn how to love. If you don't, listen, if you don't know how to love, you can, be learned, you can learn how to love. Because there's a scripture in the Bible where it says, let the older women teach the younger women how to love their husbands. You got it. So you can you can be you can be taught how to love. So so but what happens is, is if you're going to be taught something, you're going to have to submit to that teaching. You got it now. So 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 in my case, I'm talking about me. So in my case, what God did for me is he gave me somebody in my life that could teach me how to be affectionate. 
But what I have to do is I must be willing to submit to the teaching. But every time it's time for class, come on, come on, I don't want to go. You got it? So, 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 so now what, what happens is, is because, now watch this, because I'm unwilling, you got it, to be taught affection, watch this, then everybody that's connected to me in my life, watch this, are going to have to learn how not to receive what they need from me because I ain't got it. You got it? And that's not, and that's not fair because now the, self, here's the, the selfish thing is, is where they need to get over it. This, listen, listen, this is just how, come on, I am. They knew I was like this when they, come, come on, come on, y'all. They knew I was like this one. Well, well, what if how you are like ain't right? No, no, this, see, no, who said, who, no, this is the thing now. What if what you, what, uh, listen, you, I know you was like that before you got married, but watch this, you won't write. So now God placed somebody in your life to help write your wrong. Okay, okay, okay. I know don't worry about Thank you for that one hand clap. You got it, but this is what, this, but this, listen, this is what's going on in families and this is why, watch this, the devil is owning them. Because they, there is no love because too many people are selfish. And that is not, listen, that, it, it, not in the family, in the church, in, the, in Walmart, in Kmart, I don't care what it is. Everybody wants what's beneficial for them. Forget everybody else. But see, but what I'm what I'm trying to do is it listen, it has to start in the family. Because the family is the foundation of everything else. So now you have a family that, that listen, listen, ain't no love in the house. So now the ones that's raised in the house, they go out of the house, they don't know how to love because they ain't never been exposed to love. So now this thing, this thing continues to build on itself. Until now you begin to see a time that we live in now and you will understand why they say in the last day. Why? Because there really ain't no love. Everybody, listen, everybody is in it, in it, for, is in it for them. If it, if it doesn't benefit me, doesn't benefit me, I don't want it. And I'm not going to do it. I don't care how much you want it. You just got to deal with it. It's like, you know, that's me. It can be whatever. It may be in your house, one person clean and the other one nasty. You got it? And now, watch this. The nasty person just think that the clean person just needs to live with your nastiness. You got, no, that shouldn't be the case. Maybe that's, why you, that's maybe that's why God hooked you up with that person. Because maybe that person can help you develop something in your life that God knows you need to have. But instead of, watch this, embracing it and working with it, you continue to fight against it. Talking about they trying to change me. Well, you need to change. Maybe, maybe you're not, listen, have you ever thought maybe you're not right? 
Have you ever thought about it? Hey, that, that ever, that ever come, have that ever clicked? That you know what? You know, maybe I'm with this person because God know I ain't right and I needed some help to get right. But no, what you do and what most folk do is they, you know, trade them in for something else. But, but, the, but the core problem still there. You. It doesn't make a, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference who, who you got, who you deal with. Praise the Lord. Let's let go, go to 1 John. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. You know, oh, the title, know, the title, know what the title of this message is? All in the family. <laughs> when God gave it to me, watch this, all in, watch this, the family. All in the family. When it comes to family, I got to be all in. Come on, I got to be all in. I got to be all in. So all in the family. All right? All right, watch this, watch this, First John and this is just, we're only going to deal with this every last Sunday of the month, First John. Unless y'all, unless y'all bombard me talking about no, Pastor, we need, we need this now. <coughs> First John. First John 4, verse 7. It reads, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? Come on. For God is what? Is love. This is why, listen, this is why as it relates to the kingdom of God, everything, watch this, works or functions based off what? Love. Because God is Love. Now, now watch it. So, so watch this. So God ain't a feeling. Come on. God is what? If you're looking for God, where to love at? No, where to love at? Because this is what God is. God is love. All right. Now watch this. Go to go to First Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians thirteen. I'll go, no, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. See, but the, the, core, the, core, the core root of it is selfishness. That's it. We're selfish. You got it? And, 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 and when it comes to the family, you can't be selfish. Because, it, 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 listen, listen, selfishness and the love of God can't coexist. It, it can't coexist. All right, what I say? First Corinthians 13, watch this, verse 3. I'm going to read and amplify so I don't have to read it twice. Uh, yeah. This is the love chapter. <laughs> First Corinthians 13, verse 3, and it says, Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor, in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. 
Love, now listen now, love endures long. Oh, 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 let's talk about this. What are you talking about? Now, no. He, now, what he's doing now, he's explaining you what love is. Now, he says, now, now you got to understand, he says, love endures long. See, folks ask, how long? Long. No, lo love endures, love endures long and is patient. And kind. So it said, now, come on, let's talk about love. Love endures long. It is patient. And watch this, it is, it is kind. Love never is envious. Mm -mm -mm. Nor bores over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited arrogant and inflated with pride. It is not rude. Oh my God. They didn't say that. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way for it is not self Man, Jesus. So you trying to tell me, watch this, love is not self-seeking? See, love, love when, you, when you're flowing in God's kind of love, you're not seeking for self. Okay, praise the Lord. All right, all right. All right, okay. Uh, it is not, watch this, oh, it is not self-seeking. Watch this. It is not touchy. I, I, mean, I mean, boy, anything, you, anything moves you. I may, may stand, stepped on your foot and you about to go crazy. I mean, Joker ready to fight because you step on the shoes. I mean, you get mad. Listen, you, know, this means you get mad at any little old thing. I mean, I mean look, look, any little old thing just set you off. I mean, it won't nothing, but now, you, I mean, you ready, to, you ready to fight. You ready to cut somebody. You know, you ready to quit. You need to get, I mean, just, I mean, it was nothing. Okay, praise the Lord. Touchy or fretful or resentful, it takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Oh, my God. I, no, no, no. See, now, see, listen, now, we got to get this because once we understand this, now we understand what's wrong with the family. And see, and what goes on in the house permeates itself in society. And, I, and, and, and you can't say nothing to nobody about nothing. Folk go already shoot you, kill you. If you just say something. Let's keep going, ain't it? Verse 6. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Verse 7, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready, oh my God, to believe the best of every person. It hopes are faithless under all circumstances 
and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. And then it goes in as of a prophecy and all those kinds of things. But, but this, is what, this is what we're talking about. You know, when we're talking about love. So when you want to see, so when you want to see what love is and what love or what love is not, and you are and you're a Christian, you go to the word of God and let the word of God define what love is. So now, as I read this, I can look at my life and I can ask myself a question. Am I functioning in what? Love. Now, if I'm not functioning in love, then I, I can see why everything off. Because this is how, this and everything in the kingdom of God flows off what? Love. Even the Bible says faith worketh by love. Even faith itself. And we know you can't overcome nothing but by what? Faith. But faith worketh by what? So I got it. So I got it really. I got to really, really begin to understand. Okay, am I functioning love, or do I have a bunch of selfishness in my life? You got it. And I know that the love of God and selfishness can't coexist. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, go to Second Timothy three. So, when we look at this, we can, we can see very clearly that when we're talking about love or God's kind of love, you know, we're talking about something that is not self-seeking. It's not, you know, in, in, its, in it, at its core root, at its essence, it's not self-seeking. This is why the, the Bible says God so loved the what? world. That he what gave you got it when listen the evidence of his love was not self-seeking he listen he didn't die for him he died for us you got now this is listen I'm t- listen to me because this is I'm, I'm telling we got we have to get this I, I mean I don't care if it's just a few we have to get this because if we if you can get the foundation right boy you can build something but if you don't get the foundation right, you can't build. You can't build nothing. Everything gonna come tumbling down. And you gotta look at your, I'm telling you, you gotta look at your family. And you got listen, and you gotta analyze it. And you got, especially y'all that got smaller kids, young kids still in the household. And why this thing is so important to me, because you know, I'm fortunate. My daughter just got graduated from college, but now she's home again for a little while longer. And I got, listen, I got, the t- I got, the, I got another shot at basically teaching them, listen, you got to understand family is important. I don't, I want my, I don't, I don't, I want after me and Chris go, you know, Chelsea talk to Christian once a year. You know, but this thing, this thing is going to have to be, this thing has to be taught. Like we, we, we got this saying, you know, we've been, we've been saying a little while in, 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 the, um, in, in our house about family. You got it? And you know, and you, and you, and listen, and, and you got to stick together. 
You know, is, 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 is family going to act right all the time? No. But that's why we got love. Because love keeps no account of the wrong that's done to it. Come on, come on. Now, that's what love, you know, it don't, it don't, love don't say, well, you know what you did to me last time. Because love don't keep an account. See, that's your account. And, and maybe, listen, can I, I want you to understand this. And maybe this is the thing that's blocking the flow. What God really wants you to have in your life can't come because there is no love. Not going to keep an account. <laughs> I'm going to go to something in a few minutes. Um, I think, let me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go there. But what I say go? What I go say go now? 2 Timothy 3. Come on. Come on. Very common passage of Scripture. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days, perilous times should come. You know what perilous means? Trouble. Why? You ain't got to do it. Read the next five words, five, six, seven, eight, nine words. For men... Shall be lovers. Come on, why? Of their what? Oh, I forgot the thing. It ain't working today. So men should be lovers of their what? Own selves. So, so all of this trouble is coming because people, watch this, are lovers of them what? Selves. They, 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 they seek what's best for them. And now, now and I, I, was up, I was up real early this morning and um. About three o'clock. <laughs> Chelsea on her car woke up. But anyway, I was up real early this morning, and when the Lord speaks to me about something, I immediately put it somewhere where I can write it down because I need you need to go back and visit it. You got it? And and basically he said to me, he says, if you don't surrender your will, my will will never be done. He see, so here, because here's what we think. We think that we can keep what we want to do and still do what he tells us to do, still do what he wants us to do. But when he spoke that to me, he was telling me that, listen, no. He says, in order for my will to live in your life, your will for your life got to die. You got they Listen, they, you can't have them both. You know, we, we, want, we, 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 want, we want both sides of the fence. He says, now, what you got to do is you got to make up your mind, son. He, you make, do you really want my will for your life to be done? Because the safe place is you in my will. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. That's the safe place for you. How many of y'all know it's safe to be in the will of God? Yes. And it's unsafe to be outside of the will of God. So when you mess around and get in your will and not his will, that's not good for you. And it could, it could end very badly. So he says, but for my will, you got it, to reign in your life, now your will got to die. And he says, now watch this, and I'm not going to kill it for you. If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to make you do it. So, 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 so the areas in your life that you know that are not of me, that you won't keep, I'm going to let you keep them. 
You got, but you got to understand, as long as they're there, my will is not. Okay, well, y'all, okay. See, somehow we think, see, sometimes we think we can have it both. We can be in, God, in God's will on Sunday morning and out on, on Tuesday. You got it? Like we, like we in and out. And God said, he was telling me this way. He said, no, it's not like that. Either it's going to be my will for your life or your will for your life. And watch this. And that's totally and solely up to you. You get to make the choice. You got it? But you do not get to choose the consequences for you doing what you want to do instead of what I created you to do. Now, that, now that's the difference. And we're gonna, I'm going to end with something today that all of y'all need to see. You got it? But we, got, we, we, we have to get this right. Now, watch this. What I say? So I say 2 Timothy 3. We ain't got to read all of it. That's, that's why I say you can read all of it on your own. This, I read verse 1. It says, This know also that in last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of them what? Own self, covenants, bolsters, proud, blasphemy, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded. Here it is. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. You know where you, you, you love your sin? That thing that you do that you know ain't right? Come on. Wait, why ain't nobody got to tell you it ain't right? Why you got to tell a believer something ain't right? They know. You got the Holy Spirit. You know it ain't right. But the problem is, is you love doing what you know ain't right more than you love pleasing God. So now a choice, a choice has to be made. I have, to make this, I have to make a decision in my life. All right? Now watch this. Go to, uh, well, I think I want to go, 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 go to 1 Peter. First Peter, First Peter 2, 23. See, that, 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 uh, and this is the problem. There, there is no love. And I'm, like I said, y'all, I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to the church. There ain't no love in the church. Love on vacation. Folk come to church seeking their own way. Well, they ain't doing this the way I think it should be done. What the who, who, who asked you? That ain't the way I would do it. But, but see, but, but this, that every, that's what everybody is seeking. And this is why, this is why, y'all, you understand, this is why church ain't popular. Y'all understand church ain't popular. Not, not unless it's a church ain't going to deal with the word. You know, it's just going to come here and inspire you every Sunday. Yeah. There ain't no need of me telling you, inspiring you, and you got all this error in your life that you don't want to correct. And you still think that everything's all right. No, it ain't. I'm going to show you. So now, you know, churches are at a dilemma. What are we going to do? Are we going to preach the truth? Or are we going to water this thing down so much just so folk will be able to accept it? You got, we're going to water it down so much so that they'll be able to accept it so we don't offend nobody. You got it? So we can have people in the chairs. Now, that's going to be a decision that has to be. But I'm under, listen, 
I'm under the I'm I'm under the 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 the, 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 the mindset that if you preach truth long enough, it's gonna get contagious. Because in truth is answers. And folk want answers. And, and you got and you gotta be under, you gotta understand, you know, when you look at your life and you see your interaction with your family and your kids, and, and it, are, are you just always doing everything you wanna do? That if it ain't benefiting me, I don't wanna do it. I remember one of the first the first argument me and Chris ever had when we was married is because she wanted me to do something. I didn't want to do, go on vacation. I ain't know what vacation was. Why I got a couple days off and won't go spend the little money I made? That ain't vacation for me. <laughs> so I ain't know nothing about no vacation. We'll vacation. All right, we ain't go on vacation. Mom, we go on vacation? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no vacation was. Now she come here talking about vacation, but this is what I'm telling you. God will put somebody, put you with somebody whose life is different than yours. Watch this, so that they can help you in the areas where you got issues at that you don't even know you have issues. But when it, but when it, but when it shows up, dog, it ain't, listen, it's not going to feel good. First Peter, what I say? First Peter two twenty three. It says, "Now I want to pay attention, pay attention to this." First Peter two twenty three. It says, "Watch this. This is talking about Jesus, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. Watch this." But committed himself to him that judges righteously. Now, let, oh, 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 let me read this in Amphi, then I'm going to show you something. It says, watch this. When he was reviled and insulted, he did not revile or offer insult in return. When he was abused and suffered, he made no threats of vengeance. Watch this. But he trusted himself. And everything to him who judges fairly. Now, now what, what does this mean? What does this mean? So, there's another scripture in the Bible that says when Jesus was standing before him and they were making all those accusations against him, it makes this statement that he said nothing. That he spoke nothing. Now, this verse gives you insight on why he said nothing. Because if you got to defend yourself, then you must have not committed yourself to the one who judges righteously. You missed that. That just went right. See, now, that, that, listen, now. so when you come at me and do me wrong, I don't have to come at you. Why? Because I have committed myself, watch this, to him who, do, who judges what? In other words, simply, watch this, God got me. 
But when you always got to eat, get equal, you always got to get back at folk, they say something to you, you got to say something back. You got See, the problem is, is you have not committed yourself yet. See, and that's the only way. That's, see, that's why Jesus didn't have to say nothing. He said, insult me. Do what you're going to do. But watch this. My daddy got the last say so. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so good. <laughs> this is so good. He said, he said, why you got, why? He said, son, why you think you got to sit there and defend yourself? You know, you know, you somebody, somebody thinks something wrong about you. No, no, you just got to hear my side of it. This is my point. That ain't why. He said, why you got to do that? Oh. So, so you got to justify you. What about just committing yourself to me? Let's just let folk think what they want to think. Just like they did with Jesus. He said, let them think what they want to think. Let them say what they want to say. But he says, watch this. In the end, he who judges righteously, he says, I'm going to take care of it. So now, when folk do you wrong, watch this. It don't even bother you. When you get to when I committed myself to God, I let God, you got it. Because you automatic, this is what you automatically go to. You know what? I ain't got to do nothing about this. God got it. They can talk about me. They can slander my name. They can say this. They can say, I ain't got to go back and explain to folk. No, that ain't what I, I ain't got to do that. I said, now I said, if they do it to you, not you do it to them. Now, if you do it to them, you need to go make things right. But if they do it to you, you don't have, and you don't have to go back and try to tell folk, you know, no, you ain't got to do that. Let folk believe what they want to believe. They're just being error like all the other folk. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Go to roof. But here's the problem. As soon as a little pressure comes, soon as stuff get a little rough, soon as stuff don't look the way you think it should look, you got it? Instead of, you know, hanging in there holding the course, you bail. I ain't got to put up with this. I ain't got to do this. This ain't right. This ain't that. This ain't, and, then, and the whole reason why you're making all of those, those accusations is because, you know, it, it's, it's affecting you. You're on a job. Come on, man. You're on a job. They ain't doing you right. Every time promotion comes, you're working harder than everybody else. And every time a promotion comes up, they give it to this person. They give it to that person. And after a while, you say, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going somewhere else. Well, listen. Now, listen. Now, let, me, let, me, let me preface this and say... Sometimes you might need a change. But this is, what, this, is about, this is where you need to err on the side of caution. You need to ask God before you change. Right? Because, you, now, now, because what I'm going to show you here in Ruth is that you can do something that you think right, you got it, that ends up causing more destruction than you ever imagined in your life. Because it looks like this is what I need to do. 
And this is what we do. We see stuff and we say, they ain't treating me right. It, listen, I'm, I'm gone. Well, here's the thing. Did you ask God? I, and this is I keep on saying this. As your pa- One of the things that I'm charged to do is I'm charged to teach you to a place where you can hear from God for yourself. That when it comes time for you to hear from God, you will be able to go to God and you will be able to hear what it is God wants to say what? You, you ain't got to call and pick up the phone and ask mama, daddy, sister, brother, or pastor. You can get before God and you can hear God and you say, I know what I'm supposed to do. That's the best thing I can ever, if I can ever, if I can ever get you to, but I've done what I need to do. You need to be able to hear from God. Because most people are making decisions in their life as it relates to their family and everything based off what they think is right. Now, Ruth 1. I was reading this and, I, and it just jumped off the page. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I ain't never seen this. Ruth 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his what? All right. <clears throat> now, if you'll read this, and I'll read everything for you, read, 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 go home and read some of this, you'll understand that this man was the husband of Naomi. Now, <clears throat> Scripture says that they were in Bethlehem, Judah. All right? But they left Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab. So when you see that word Moab, that's type and shadow of something like Egypt, the world. All right? So he left Bethlehem, Judah. He went to Moab. The question is why? Should I say it? Did you write? Because there was a what? The famine. So he made a decision to leave where it was tough at, to go where he thought it was easy at. I want you to look at this now. I want you to look at this. Now, Moab is a type and shadow of the world. So he was in Bethlehem, Judah, where God's people were. But then he looked over there at the world and said, you know what? It seems like it'll be a little bit easier there. It's a little bit hard right now, right here. So what I'm going to do is because it's hard right here, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go over there. But here's what you don't see. Did he ever go to God? I don't see it, so y'all can't assume he did. I assume... I'm, I'm going to make this assumption, you got it, that he said, listen, there's a famine here, it's rough here, it's tough here, and I got to get what? Out of here. So he, did, he made the best natural decision he could for his family. Now, what happens when he leaves Bethlehem, Judah, and go to Moab? Y'all know the story. He dies. And his two sons, what? Dies. So now, here's hindsight. If this man had known that him, 
and his two boys were going to die in Moab, do you think he would have left Bethlehem, Judah, and went, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. He did, listen now, watch this. He didn't have that kind of foresight. But he didn't even talk to the one who does. And this is what people have to understand as it relates to, to life in general. You just going to something easier that you perceive is going to be easier or better for me, and you just doing it from a purely natural perspective, can end up bringing a whole lot of destruction in your life. And if you had a known what that one decision was going to bring you, you would have never made it. Wouldn't have never made it. This is why you can't always choose easy. And folk in the church, and folk period, don't want to hear that. You can't always choose easy. You can't always choose what looks the best. Because you don't know, watch this, what's coming with it. Now watch this. Go, go to roof, go, keep saying roof one. Go to verse 20. Here's the amazing thing. Now after, watch this, after his boys done died and he done died, now watch what Naomi got to do. Verse 20. Uh, no, no, no. Go verse uh, 19. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. This is talking now, now, now her, her boy's dead, her husband dead, now she got Ruth with her. So now, I think, I think and, and, and when I looked at, at the time, I think it was 10 years has passed. So 10 years has passed, the thing he tried to get them from, she had to go back to. But look how she came back. Watch this. So, so let's see. Uh, so they, they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were coming to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? Watch this. And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi. Call me Mara, which simply means bitter. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Watch this. Verse 21. This is what I went to. I went out full. And the Lord had brought me home again empty. That's a detail in there. When she left the place, come on, that she said was hard, she had. No, she had something. But she, to Naomi's defense, She's just being a good wife listening to her husband. But this is what happens when your husband don't hear from God. But don't nobody want to talk about that. Don't nobody want to talk. Don't nobody want to talk about, you know, you know, Dr. Elvis come home, you know, with some, some genius idea, and, and you know, and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. And he run it by, he run it by by Mama Gail. And then she said, Well, Bill, have you talked to God about it? What you ain't talk to God? No, Bill, have you talked to God about this? 
No, and this is what you got. When, you, when you're married, you need to be having this conversation. Because I, I don't want to be doing what you think. Because you'll mess around and get me out here. No, and then now I got the I got the I got to cash this check that I didn't even write. You got it? so you need to be asking some questions, and that's one of the things. And my whole thing: well, if you ain't heard nothing from God, let's chill until you do. Don't make up something. I've I've made up stuff, and every time I make it up, it costs me. I wish I had the money. You got so you got listen now, you got to understand this. But 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 here's the thing though. The girl she went out full, but she came back empty. Now here's the here's the pre, 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 preface of all of this. Watch this. Ten years later, she going back. Now so what does that mean? Now now she went. Now if you read the story, the text of the story. She went back because there was no more famine. Sometimes you just got to stick it out. Because how it is right now, is not how it's going to be all the time. And that's what, that's what, that's what, see, we don't have, we don't, we don't have the foresight of God. So what we got to do is we try to make decisions about tomorrow, today. And you can't, you can't do that because, watch this, God knew the famine was going to pass. Just, just hold in there. Just hang in there. You got it. It may be tough for a couple of years, but that's all right. It's going to be all right. But no, you couldn't handle the struggle. So what you did is you left and you went to what was easy. Watch this. Disconnected yourself from God. Watch this. Not only lost your life, lost the lives of you two, two boys. Why? Because you was doing what you thought was right. Sometimes easy ain't the answer. Now, if you don't hear nothing else, I say that. That's why everybody, everybody want easy. Everybody want easy. You just don't know how hard it is. Well, listen, stay right there until God say change it. Stay right there. Because guess what now? Because guess what? This thing could change at any time. This thing could change at any time. If you think, if you think Naomi's husband had it to do all over again, don't you think he would have stayed in Bethlehem, Judah? But here's the goodness of God. You know, uh, um, Boaz is a type and shadow of Jesus because he was the kinsman redeemer. <laughs> so even when somebody gets you out there, <laughs> come on, cause you all that pain and all that suffering, God got a ram in the bush. He's got a ram. He got a ram in the figure. But but, but 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 here's the thing. But she had to go back. No no no. The kinsman. Listen. The kinsman redeemer won't in another country. The kinsman redeemer was where she left. You got. And that's what that what folks say. See. So sometimes you got to back that thing up. You got to go right back. 
You got to get back there. You got, and this is what folk, folk don't want to go there. Why? You want to know why they don't want to go there? That's why she didn't want to get there. Because watch this. They're going to shame me. Come on, come on. Yeah. She want, you know she didn't want to have to go back there. They saw her coming. Is this Naomi? Come on, because she left forward now. Come on, y'all. Come on, she left right. She left right. Is this, oh, is this Naomi? Naomi, I think what, what some of y'all, you look up what Naomi means. It means, I think it means something with the presence of my joy. Got something. What? Sweet or fool or what? It says something with the presence too. It says something means something with the presence of God, joy of God or something like that. One of them. I look, I forgot. But anyway, but this, that's what her name. Sweet and fool. And then she come back raggedy and empty. And all the folk that know all the stuff she used to have sitting right there waiting on her to come back. Is this Naomi, and she was so mad at that. And listen, Doc, she was so mad. She says, don't you ever call me that again because I ain't sweet and full. I'm bitter. Not that Mara, that's what the word Mara, I know that Mara means bitter because it's the same when he turned the, the bitter water to uh, sweet. Yeah, it's, it's the same word. You got, so, 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 so she was mad. She, she didn't want to go back and face them. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is, what, what, what can I draw from this? Sometimes you got to go back and face those things you ran from. If you had your way, you wouldn't, feel, you wouldn't see them again. You wouldn't see them. You wouldn't see them again. But God says, if you're willing to face them, he says, I got a Boaz waiting for you. Come on, because Boaz just won't for Ruth. No, Boaz redeemed her. He was the only, a kinsman redeemer. He was the only one that could redeem for her what she lost. All the land. When she left, she lost everything. So it's just anybody couldn't come by the land back for her. It had to be a kinsman redeemer. That was Boaz. See, but here's the problem. Now, because this is what folk, this is what folk always talk about. You know, I, I want my stuff back. I want to get it all back to human child. I'm gonna get it all back. Not until you go back and face what you were running from. You're gonna have to go back. You're gonna have to go back and look at it. You're gonna go right back and look at it and deal with it. But knowing, listen. This is just for a time, because now you got foresight. Because just like he did it for Naomi, come on. come on, he'll do it for me. Some way in the middle of me dealing with all of this past mess, you know, stuff that was done to you in your childhood that you continue to ignore. You act like it didn't happen. No, it happened. No, it happened. Some of this stuff in all those, those crazy relationships that you had when you were out there dating when you shouldn't have been. Getting exposed to all that mess. And I don't care what you say. What you, what you are exposed to affects you. 
And now the relationship you in now won't function right because you still dealing with it through all those past experiences that you never dealt with. Because somehow you just think they should be wiped away. No, you got to face them, but you got to face them. You got to face them. It happened. It was real. Face them. Go look them right, at, get, look them right in the face. Don't, don't, don't hide from them. Face them. But nobody's saying it's going to be easy. You may find yourself listening to them, calling your name, while you in somebody else's field trying to get just enough to live off of. That's what happened to Naomi. But that wasn't the final state. That wasn't the final state. Y'all get something today? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm done. For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.